feel free to do your weird mouth exercises. <laughs> Who, me? Cunnilingus. <laughs> Cunnilingus. Tsetse fly. The, the llama prefers cunnilingus. <laughs> okay. That works. Are we... Uh, I'm on the other screen. Are we recording? Yep. Good. <clears throat> I'm not going to talk about cunnilingus if we're not recording. Come on. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode 181, side B. This is the Gimme Five podcast, a bi-weekly podcast reviewing the things you love today and the things you loved yesterday. My name is Exploding Von Heddington. I am joined by Psykick. Nice. Reading it, I didn't know what it said. <laughs> and hearing it, get I get it. it. And Rusty Ironside. That would be me. <laughs> This is a side B episode, and we are going to talk about scanners. And of course, we will answer our Gimme Five question of the week. This happens to be a review show, and uh, there's going to be some spoilers. And, you know, this is weird because I think that uh, scanners might be that one of those movies that more people have seen that one scene from it. Then have seen the whole movie. Have seen well. I mean, that's going to be that's going to happen anyway. But like a significant amount more have seen that one scene and have never you seen. Think the movie. so? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, because I've seen that scene a million times. I'd never seen the movie. I I actually had never seen the Me movie either. either. But all of us have seen that. The, the of course the scene we're talking about being the head explosion, and it's crazy because people are like, oh, that's what this movie is about. But they know about the head explosion because it's it was turned into a Rob. Is it a GIF or GIF? Go ahead, yell at me. It's a GIF, like the peanut butter. <laughs> but then is it? But that uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, so we've all seen that GIF of like someone's head exploding. So someone like you know you'll see something happen on the internet and someone will post that GIF of the head exploding. Mm-hmm. And 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 anybody who's as old as we are has without question seen the video cover for this yes. or the poster or whatever. Everybody has seen it. The the Michael Ironside with his arms like locked at his uh locked at his sides and and uh face frozen in a rictus of screaming and the white eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember that cover yep. so well from from being a kid. And just now watching it on Amazon Prime, that's not the the little thumbnail picture that they're using for it. They use some other. Yeah, it was a weird yeah, picture. I was very disappointed. I wanted to see the. Little known fact, Michael Ironside's such a good actor. He actually had his pupils and irises surgically removed just for this part. <laughs> method. I believe it. Yeah. I believe <laughs> he it. <went> method. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he went totally method. <laughs> anyway, we're going to spoil this movie. 
Uh, if you have not seen it, that's fine. Because it's the one with the head exploding. So, let's get started. So, Scanners has a release date. Yep. January 14th, it does. 181. Okay. So, uh, directed by David Cronenberg, who has been... That's a name that has been uttered on the Gimme Five podcast more than once. Starring Jennifer yeah. O'Neill, Stephen Lack, Patrick McGowan. McGowan? Did I say that right? McGuhan? McGowan? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> you got it right one of those times, I gotta believe. <laughs> I went with every iteration. And Michael Ironside. <clears throat> the very, very basic synopsis. A scientist sends a man with extraordinary powers to hunt others just like him. All right. Thoughts. He found the dude in a mall. <laughs> well, and the, it was 1981. You could buy anything in a mall back then. Well, that's true. That's true. What's weird is usually movies that, or TV shows, I'm thinking of you, Stranger Things, that take place in a mall make me really miss malls in general. You know, going there, running into your friends, you know, every Friday night, everyone went to the mall, that mm -hmm. kind of thing, except for this movie, where it was like the saddest, loneliest, nastiest mall. <laughs> and it was, it was very obviously a, not a mall, it was like a, uh, a movie set. Like it was super dark. There wasn't anything else there other than the sets that he walked onto. And I'm like, that's just the way Canada works. Oh, is that what it oh, is? That's yeah, okay. it's just yeah. That that's actually a Canadian. And they had just gotten escalators, yes. so they were excited to feature that in the opening yeah. scene. Yeah, there was a ribbon cutting <laughs> ceremony and <laughs> with the giant scissors. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they had a, a national. That's that's actually how they were able to film it because Michael Ironside agreed to come and do this, the the ribbon cutting, and then blow up someone's yeah. head. Again, method actor, so on and yeah. so forth. Yeah. And the the dude. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Wait, Omar. Are you sitting there drinking white no. wine? Champagne. It's Sunday. Oh my god, you're such a. I'm bitch. not a farmer. <laughs> such that a is bitch. that is embarrassing. There's not a single raspberry oh, or strawberry floating in the bottom I'm of sorry. that. It's prosecco. Does that make it better or worse? <laughs> I'm not sure. It's... <laughs> I don't know. It's not, we it's would not like cooking. to thank Omar for his service on the Give Me Five podcast. <laughs> it's not it's not cooking, Sherry, so we're good. <laughs> okay, fine. I poured bourbon into it as well. Does that make it better? <laughs> that does make it better. Yes, thank it's, you. I, I enjoy, uh, you know, early morning Prosecco seven days a week. This is Sunday yeah. morning, so. No, it's Sunday afternoon. Uh, technically noon, yeah. Yeah, well, I've been sitting here since Sunday morning. So anyway, let's do this. <laughs> uh, let's... Uh, Talk, yeah, there's like this random vagrant dude staggering around the mall, and that's our intro. And that's our introduction to our quote-unquote hero. He's stealing people's French fries. He's like just doing random crap, and then he realizes that he's like two Canadian women. I su I assume Canadian women talking about him, and he kind of makes he doesn't make their heads explode, but he, I guess, tries to read their minds or does something and. It's, did you guys watch this with uh, the the what subtitles? Is it? Yeah, yeah the subtitles. Did. Yeah, I did. Where every time 
something happens, it says like high pitched scream. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, okay, something is going on. Yeah, the uh, the dogs are howling. If I recall, the the way that it's explained is he could he could hear them, but he doesn't really get it that he's hearing them. Did you get that from the story, or am I? Did I? It was a little ambiguous, but it seemed like he didn't quite get it, that. It definitely, it definitely seemed like he was using powers that he didn't really quite understand what was going there, on. There you go. That's perfect. Yeah. Slowly driving him insane. And he was hearing voices and shit, and he thought he was crazy, and he was some kind of homeless bum that was stealing people's... He totally just walked up to that dude and just swiped a fry right off his plate, and the guy didn't even notice. I'm like, uh, I'm Rob. sitting down... The homeless bums have contacted us. They prefer the term uh, domicile deficient. I don't give a shit. So many the homeless bum just walked up and swiped a fry <laughs> right off the dude's plate. And the dude didn't even notice. I'm like, you didn't notice some dude just wander up to your table and swipe your food? Whatever. Yeah. Maybe he psych- psychically blocked that guy from noticing. All right, I'm stretching. I'm reaching. That's 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 his power. Okay, so uh, initial thoughts. We didn't really go too into it. Um, I guess my initial thoughts really were uh, the whole thing about you know the not the mall, but the fact that everyone knows about that one scene in the movie but hasn't seen it. Uh, Rob, you actually picked this movie, so your initial thoughts. My initial thoughts were, holy shit, this movie is so 80s. Like, everything in this movie screams early 1980s. Um, the clothes, the the way people talked and acted, and I was like, oh my god, what? Um, not nearly as much head explodage as I would have thought there would have been. See, and it, maybe it, maybe it's weird, but when I when I first heard about this movie... I had kind of figured it was like a a Highlander thing where like scanners m- met up and then squared off and, you know, left a pile of exploded heads in their wake. And, you know, there can be only one kind of thing. That's yeah. I kind of had more of a thing like that as I, well. That was kind of what I figured I it was, was more be. like uh, they live. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because of uh, just the images of, people like sitting behind a desk and head exploding. And I don't know, just that just kind of what I thought it was because I I do vaguely remember some of the advertisements for this movie. And it really kind of made it seem like it was, you know, like the scanners pairing off against each other. Hmm. Right. You were, you were four (laughs) when this movie came out. Correct. Yeah. No, Um, actually you were, you were three still. I was just yes. about to turn. I was just about. Yes, to I was four. three, but I'm not talking about when the movie came out. I'm like, I'm talking oh, okay. about when I was when I was at the point where I could actually like, you know, because you know, you get you get advertisements on the front of old VHS cassettes for oh, this movie, you know, you should see this movie, blah blah uh, blah. Yeah. So You're sitting there Saturday morning watching the Snorks. I was. Ad comes on like they will read your brain <laughs> and make your head explode. Mm-hmm. And now back to mommy. Man. Your snorks will cry. <laughs> My snork does cry. Oh, that's sad. And Every you, Omar. Night. What about you? What is your initial My, the, thought? The, one of the first things that occurred, like very, very early, really early in the in the movie, was 
I was surprised at how seriously this movie takes itself. I I was expecting yes, more of like a, you know, like a B movie kind of like, you know, I, maybe not like to the level of like evil dead or something like that. But this movie was trying to be serious about the subject matter and how it's being presented. And I just thought that was hilarious. I don't know. I was like, wow, you, you really are trying to make a serious movie. And I did not. You're going for it. Yeah. All right. I didn't see that coming. I really didn't. I thought, I thought it was going to be more like a sci-fi yeah, like cheese movie. Yeah. No, like they live. Yeah, exactly. Just no, this movie was completely the soundtrack, which was a series of sounds and noises. Um, but everything about it was very geared towards uh, making the movie very moody and serious. But then at the same time, fairly early on in the movie, when um, somebody's being chased and there's a car accident, a, a car hits a wall, you know, kind of head-on collision, literally bursts into flames like it was hit by like a rocket or something. And there's just flames, just pure flames coming out of the, the, the passenger seat and driver's seat of the car. And then the other driver says, stop the car. We need to help them. There's nothing left. <laughs> there's nothing left. Like, there's no. There is nothing Those there, people son. are charcoal right now. And how did you not notice that until you got out of the car 20 feet from the fiery car and started walking or running toward the car to help? And then you stop, of course, because there's nothing you can do. How did you not see that? Well, but by the same token, how did nobody see the doctor inject him when he was supposed to be injecting Michael Ironside's character with the with the drug to keep him sedated until they got him to the location? How did nobody see the doctor inject? He very clearly injected his own hand. Yeah, that's true. And it was. Yeah, that is one of those things that was. They it could have been fixed with better editing, but there's yeah, it the guy freaks out. They need to sedate him, and he does this mind thing that makes the doctor inject himself into his own hand in front of a bunch of people. It's very, very slowly, too, because he's fighting it. Right. And everybody is standing there watching. Right. Right. And nobody yeah. sees shit. I, that, and there was too early a few like little things uh, but I, like that. I, that reminds me, and I, this might be too early to bring up, but there's, you know. Like a mob hit in a neighborhood. Nobody saw anything. <laughs> um, Rob, do you have something you need to tell us? <laughs> My lawyer has advised me not to uh, talk about the incident. Any pending uh, actions? That's fair. Yeah. Um, it's fair speaking enough. of the doctor and injecting himself. But I can pass along to someone that you're inquiring. No, we're good. I'm good. Just okay. Yeah, Omar has something to say. Apparently, well, come on. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, do we bring up the twist at the end? I mean, is that kind of a twist? I guess it's a twist. There is a Damn, twist. We're, we're jumping right. Well, to it just the reminded me. We'll right, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. All right, we'll skip it for now. We'll come back to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I did actually want to talk about the '80s thing Rob brought up early. Um, even the pacing of this pacing of the movie is very '80s, and you have to definitely think about that. Uh, or it's very Canadian. I'm not sure. Uh, it's 80s and Canadian. at a certain point in the movie, this is also kind of towards the end. The computer 80s lab, 80s. the computer, the computer lab is also 
super 80s as well as the screens, which makes sense since that's when it was made. But man, I, when this, when they were showing all those computers like with the like mid century modern like curves and designs and stuff like that, all I could think about was like I believe it was either Horizons at Epcot or Spaceship Earth when they go to like the computer era. With with the the girl in her go go boots, yes, and the the giant afro. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yep. Is that is that, that Spaceship Earth or is that Horizons? That's Spaceship Earth. That's Spaceship Earth. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, as soon as they shot to that scene, like I could hear, yeah, because I could hear the dulcet tones of Judy Dench in my ear talking about computers and how it was going. I think Spaceship Earth back forward. in the day was Walter Cronkite, wasn't it? You have not been to Epcot in a very long time. <laughs> no, I know it's not. It's him been now. Judy Dench for a long I know it's Judy Dench time. Now. I'm saying, I'm saying, like uh, when we were kids. Yeah, yeah, you are right? correct. Wasn't it Walter Cronkite? Wow, back then. It's it's been Judy Dench. No, no, for no, a no I know. But it, I mean, this now. is back when Captain EO was still a thing. Yeah, I have good memory. I don't. I didn't remember that. Anyway. Yeah, I guess so. The. Uh, but like, as soon as they showed the computer, I was at, I was back at Epcot, which is cool. And so anyway, back to a random crazy homeless guy wandering around the mall. Uh, they, I guess, well, from there, we kind of go to the the big famous scene. It's really early in this movie, the head explosion scene. Yeah, it's like the second scene. And second or third scene. Yeah, it's the second like set piece, really. And they've got their, they like usher these people into this, like, it looks like an artist loft that's been kind of emptied out with a bunch of chairs. They have uh, Michael Ironside's character, who we probably shouldn't just call Michael Ironside's character. His name is, what do you, you guys are much better at names with me. Oh, gosh. what, uh, what is the dude's name? It's like Bevic or something. Devic? Revic. 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 That was close. And they sit him down. They try to read his mind or whatever. And well, and this may be where I where what I thought it was came from because I, the guy that the guy that had him sit down, I believe, was a scanner himself because he was trying to demonstrate that he could correct. read people's minds. So I think he was a yes. scanner himself, and Michael Ironside just quite literally blew his mind. Yeah, see what I did there. Yeah, and they, of course, have the big head explosion now. This is one of the most famous uh, practical effects ever. Um, basically, they tried a bunch of stuff, and they didn't work out. So finally, they ushered everyone off of the set. They stuck a shotgun in the head and shot. <laughs> they blew it up with a shotgun. Oh, is that how they did it? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So just okay. So to break this down, um, the there was a bunch of trial and error. They they did a plaster. It's a plaster skull with a gelatin exterior, packed with latex, wax, and bits of people's extra lunch and dog food. Um, huh. When they tried to use an explosion, it didn't do a good job. So Gary Zeller, who is the, sp- the special effects supervisor, basically said, "Told the crew roll cameras, get the hell out of there." Um, he told him to uh, go inside the trucks outside of the set. And, you know, he laid down behind the dummy and shot the head with a shotgun. Uh, But what's funny is the scene is super bloody. 
It happens right next to Revic, literally at the same table, right next to him. At the very next shot, there's no blood on him. There's no blood on anywhere else. And it's like, you could kind of tell that they shot the head and did that scene somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. When the head exploded, didn't it have like a black background? Oh, that's a good point. So so it was it was very obviously on another location where they did it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the that's very similar with the needle hand thing too where it's like you see some stuff that could be really cool but the follow up or the speed or the the angle that people are sitting very clearly reminds you that something is off and not in a good way, not in a, like, this is a weird movie kind of way. It's, mm-hmm. you know, they could have positioned the people so that the needle looks like it's going in the wrong, into the other dude's hand. They could right. have positioned, they could have put blood on the ground in the next scene after this head explosion thing. So anyway, head explosion really early. The other thing about this is it was supposed to actually open up the entire movie, but uh, people apparently are notoriously late for movies in in Canada. So Cronenberg was trying to be nice and pushed it back a little bit because people usually came in five minutes later. That's why that opening scene kind of seems a little out of place to this big set piece head explosion. Interesting. So it should have been the head explosion hmm. part then leading into the the mall protagonist yeah. scene. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So... That head explosion scene was supposed to be a demonstration of a scanner. And then not realizing that Revic Mm -hmm. is a scanner also, he kind of fights back and he's more powerful and he wins and he blows the guy's head up and then everyone panics and runs off, right? Yes. So it turns out that we find out later, not not much later, that we we find out who Revic is. We find out that that what, what happened. And then they're showing a video of Revic from the early 60s when he was being examined. Uh, And I guess, if I recall correctly, they didn't quite know what scanners were or whatever. My question is, Mm -hmm. if they they had Revic in the early 60s, there's video of him that's been studied by this company. The company is called Consec, right? And it was was uh, like a security company, right? So that yeah. demonst- that head explosion demonstration was being put on by Consec. <clears throat> How did he just walk into the room and nobody noticed? How did Revit get picked to be the demonstra- the the person who's quote unquote gonna be yeah. scanned? And they've seen him. They have video of him. He used to be a, I don't want to say property of Consec, but whatever. He used to be. He was somebody who was examined by Consec. I wanna. I want to say it's because they're Canadian. <laughs> well, like, We're play in general, like if it was a volunteer one. situation. <laughs> yeah. If we apologize for Brian Adams. <laughs> Would you uh, apologize numerous times? <laughs> that's my wife's favorite movie quote. She says it whenever she meets that's anyone funny. from Canada. Uh, we. If anyone volunteers too heavily 
to be part of some sort of psychiatric or psychic experiment, you should have concerns in general. You should always be be wary. He's got like the yeah, and like it. That's the part where they explain how why he's got like a bullet hole looking thing in his frontal lobe. Yeah, because I thought it looked like from the very get go. I'm like, what is on his face? Why does he have that on it his does face? Get explained thoroughly, they do a <laughs> yeah. good job of that. Yeah, and he's you know basically he's trying to shut the voices in his head, which were people that he was absent absent mindedly reading their brains, basically. And and how did he try to get rid of? He tried voices? to give himself a lobotomy. Yeah. What was his method? Never try to give yourself a lobotomy with a drill. Was it? Yeah, power drill. All right. Well, I had planned that for later, but I guess if you guys say not to, I won't do it. No, no, no. You absolutely <laughs> should try it, Omar. I'll let you know how it goes. So from there, we go in. We uh, we still have not met the female lead. At this point, she doesn't show up to like 32 minutes in, which is interesting. Um, and what's what's weird is this was like this movie is in that other movie the other day. Yeah, right. This movie is weird because it starts off with a bang, literally. And then it's kind of slow. Really, mm-hmm. really slow. And like, like I lost interest. I fell asleep more than once. Yeah. And like. There's a couple sequences which were interesting. I thought the, I guess, there was the one scanner who was using his his artistic skill to try to quiet the voices. Mm-hmm. And then they go and basically destroy all of his art and try to kill him. I um, still don't know who those people were that showed up and killed the artist. Yeah, I'm not so sure either. So I looked. They they were just random people who showed up with I, shotguns. I looked, I looked up some of this for some background, and those people were part of Revik's army of like bad guy scanners. Uh, like Revik had his own team, I guess, for lack of a better word. Gotcha. And that's he sent he sent them to go after artists. And that's not really well. It's not at all. It's not at all spelled out. Now that we're talking about it right now, I'm realizing that because I found this somewhere wherever online, that might not even actually be the case, but it's the only thing that really makes sense. Because it's not it's not clear. It's well, never one discussed. Of, it's never um, explained. One of the things about this movie, I guess now is a great time to mention this. Uh, this movie was being written as they were filming it. <laughs> <laughs> it shows. Yeah. Um. It was fun. It had a batch of people funding it, and those people funding it were like, "Look, we'll give you the funding, but you have to have it finished by this calendar year because we need it as a tax write-off." Interesting. So, in the two months or so that they were filming it, they were also writing it at the same time to get it out in order to meet the deadline. Yeah. So it really so- became fam- It became famous more for the the graphic explosions and there's some pretty graphic parts later on not so much for the content have you have you ever seen an improv show where there's somebody who's not quite as good as the others and they're just extending the scene so that somebody else can come up with something have you ever seen that That you know what i'm talking about i know exactly what you're talking about yeah and that's kind of like what happened at certain parts of this movie (laughs) 
you're like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? What we're trying to say here is the scanners are really, really pissed. Yeah, we get it. Okay. No, but the, the scanners are super pissed and they want to take it out. No, we understand. No, Move what along. <laughs> yeah. But there's a company that they're pissed at. No, we get it. Move along. And yeah. then they just kind of look to the side and go, Did Jerry, you, you ready? You got anything? Oh, you got something. All right, come on up. <laughs> I think. And I think, yeah, that's that's pretty good example. Pretty good uh, allegory. Is that an allegory? Uh, analogy. 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 We'll go with it. We can go with allegory. You just wanted to say. You just wanted to say anal. <laughs> I did. I, I snuck it in there. Analogy. He did. Uh, no, you did not. Giggity. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It's a pretty good example there, because there are some interesting aspects to this story, and whenever I see movies like this, where there's someone with, with superpowers or special powers, and they don't lean heavily into the superhero thing or the mutant thing or any of that kind of stuff. You realize that, they don't know that what it's, doing. it's basically just a superhero story back before it was quote unquote cool to put people in costumes, you know, or supervillain story like mm-hmm. this. This is like right out of the X-Men people that are, can't stop reading people's minds, people that have superpowers that mm-hmm. it wasn't until Spider-Man or Iron Man or whatever made that really, really popular to put people in costumes that they could do it. You can say Unbreakable. There's a you know any of those movies like that from the from the eighties. Firestarter. No. Now, can we can we all agree that even if the the movie is somewhat suspect, that Michael Ironside is a great villain. He was good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Agreed. For sure. Yeah. Michael Ironside, just a great character actor. No, he's awesome. I I love I love him in just about every every role that he does. He he does an excellent job. Mm-hmm. Stephen Lack, on the other hand, he was the the protagonist. Not the quite as guy. good. Yeah, not quite as good. Not no. What not for this type of role where you have to strain and be stressed out and be sweaty and uncomfortable he just didn't do well and he's mostly a painter now in real life instead of really? a well, uh, actor yeah did, did anybody else find it like awkward when they were trying to act through their their scanner ability awful. with the it was hard to watch throwing their heads around and i'm like what are you doing you're what that's another first impression it, it, that I had. It was like, it was just super awkward. And I, I was like, you know, and then they throw their head forward and look at the camera with their really big eyes. And I'm like, dude, are you having a seizure? But stop. You don't need to do all that. <laughs> I get it. I understand what your power is. You don't need to, you don't need to put body English on it. I got you. It's okay. Settle down. And there was a lot of those. There was a, there was a, a, this is a movie actually now that we're talking about, it, I didn't realize it until just now, but there's a lot of those close-ups, like on the face, like where somebody's either sweating or moving around. There were a ton. And I get why. And, and honestly, the close-ups would have been better if they would have just given me the straining on a toilet face. <laughs> that right? Sense. I mean, can, am can I, I wrong? Can I see that, Rob? <laughs> that's, that's pretty good that's, that's pretty bad. good he's 
Oh, he's 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 shaking a little. He actually turned oh, a little that, red. That was, that's the strain mm-hmm. showing good. through. That's very good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Do you have to go to the like change your pants? I could have done this movie. Shit. Did, you, did it work? Because <laughs> it looked real. No, this I, is why I, we I are emptied uh, right. I emptied right before yeah. the the recording, so we're good. This is why we are an audio only podcast. Because <laughs> nobody wants to see that. <laughs> Okay, so art studio, Michael Ironside, uh, girl. <laughs> the name of the episode, by the way. Yeah. Just give me the straining on a toilet <laughs> face. <laughs> I've already, I already been writing down some names here. Uh, they introduce the girl into the thing. and Yeah, this gets really muddled. I watched it twice. I hate you, Rob. Uh, You're welcome. Oh, and like we didn't even mention the fact that the doctor's name was Doctor Ruth, uh, which I don't <laughs> like. Was Doctor Ruth a thing yet? Did like she had she not made it up to? No, Canada? I think I, I want to say she was because I want to say that she was big in like the late seventies, eighties. So That's what I thought so too. No, I'm looking this up here real quick because. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm checking. <laughs> yeah, because she was born in twenty eight. Wow. Yeah, Doctor Ruth, she's with. You have to have the orgasm. <laughs> like, they didn't think about that. Like, I guess there was no internet to look that up. But did like that not make it up to Canada? We're like, people are going to think it's a little weird that the doctor's name is Doctor. Well, it's interesting. Her media. It says on. <coughs> I'm so sorry. It says on Wikipedia that her media. We need a sneeze button. Wait, yeah, wait a minute. It's. Dr. Ruth was a former sniper? She yeah. was in the Arab Israeli Oh, she was war, a badass. She was a... Apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy she was a badass. shit! By the way, this information is far more interesting than the movie. <laughs> Usually I'm like, okay, guys, let's get back on track, but no. Let's, let's go. talk let's, about let's, Dr. Let's, Ruth. Okay, we are now doing a... Uh, we're now a, doing a docu-series on Dr. Ruth blowing people's heads up, like, naturally. <laughs> Holy sh- she was She was awesome! And then blowing people's minds. Oh, yeah. And getting people to blow <laughs> other people. Basically, she's a hero. It's what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, I I would agree. But it, her, it says her media. Doctor Ruth at 86. I have sex all the time. <laughs> she's gone now, right? Uh, well, in in 2015, she was 86. Huh? Did she? Is that she passed away in? 2016? No. No? No, it doesn't is have her she's, listed. Is yeah, she's still alive. Because it says is. it. She's 92. And yeah. <laughs> still Omar wouldn't be able to handle her. <laughs> but I'm willing to try. <laughs> okay. Dr. Ruth, you're my hero. Yeah. So let, let's talk about the actual, like, what's going on here with the with the scanners. Uh, apparently there was a drug given to expectant mothers and there's like a, tw- there's a little bit of a twist here, right? They said that the, the drug was supposed to stop scanners from happening, but it was causing them. Is that kind of the background? I didn't there? Know. But the drug was supposed to be to help expectant mothers with like morning sickness or something. Right. But they were trying to secretly make an army of scanners. Yeah. And it was caught, oh, man, I wrote it down. I can't find it. It was like Effexor, effect. Something like that. Drill. What was it? Do Effexor is a real drug. Is it? <laughs> it's. It, it was something like it was drill, like Benadryl, but it was F, Ephedril or something. Yeah, or, 
Was it ephemeral? Ephemeral. ephemeral. That's it. There it is. That's it. it. Ephemeral. Yeah, there it is. And it, of course, made all of these all of these scanners. Uh, and of course, Consec is a big part of this, which is, and they figured this out by going to those computers from the past, and that's where they figure out a little more of the uh, the information, I guess, from scanning through the scanning, no pun intended, through the computer. <laughs> Uh, and then he used his ability on the computer. Yeah, which is a whole other thing. Like now, he, now he can scan computers. Like that was out of nowhere. Yeah, it was. And then there was a, like a fire thing too, Bur- causing people to like burst into flames. It's like, so these people. It's one of those like, let's just make up powers to push the movie along. He became Neo. Now he can plug himself into the Matrix. Yeah. Did you exactly. did you know that there were two sequels? Yeah. Do you know we're not watching them? <laughs> oh, really? Now, my pick for next week is Scanners Two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy next week, uh, and then so let's talk about twists a little bit. Uh, we what find out, we find out that that Revik and crazy homeless guy who we haven't actually said his name yet, uh, uh, Cameron, yeah, Cameron Vale, are brothers. Oh, that's right. Ooh, yes. And it's dun, dun, dun. And it's what's weird is it happens after so much like kind of boring stuff that you're like, okay, great, they're brothers. You know who cares. Uh, their brothers, their father is Dr. Ruth. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. Because Dr. Ruth dun, was, dun. was testing the drugs on his wife while they were pre- well, while she was pregnant. And, you know, and that's, uh, that's where, and it's Revic that tells Vale because Vale's kind of a blank slate in this. He, he kind of doesn't really know what was going on before he was watering in that mall, if I remember correctly. No, he doesn't. He doesn't know like what's he going was... on. He doesn't know what a scanner is. He doesn't know any of it. Yeah. So something happened to him before. And there's there's a lot of little interesting things in here that could be a good movie. I thought that too. I thought like this the... could be a great remake, like an updated remake that would be a fantastic And And I think that'll be the answer. I think that'll be the unanimous answer to our question at the end of this. The, the remake revival or rest in peace. Yeah, because it there is something good there. There's there is an interesting story with even Revic and his like little army of scanners. Could be interesting. I'm seeing Christopher Nolan directing uh, Denzel Washington. It would be great. I can see the Christopher Nolan thing. We need someone who's who's good looking but plays crazy well. Oh, I'll do it. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> It's, no, no, no. Was uh, it good look? Oh, I missed that. And plays crazy, <laughs> not no, no. not is crazy. I'm just not listening yeah. today. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's busy spray painting Bible verses on his back wall in his office, <laughs> sipping hey, mimosas. There's no orange yeah. juice in there. What am I, a lady? <laughs> yes actually i love mimosas i'm not gonna yes, lie you yeah, are. i really do i like them i don't care what anybody thinks yeah 
leads to an epic battle uh, in which... Uh, so basically, uh, Revik is trying to convince uh, Vale to become one of his little army of scanners people. We could rule the world together, etc., etc. It leads to a telepathic battle where yeah, uh, poop faces. Man, someone should take this movie and put fart sounds over the, <laughs> the scanner faces. <laughs> Anytime somebody does it. <laughs> And then as they throw their head forward for that close-up camera, it goes... <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> the oh. telepathic battle. Veil, the good guy, his body catches fire, and Revic's eyes turn white, and it's actually kind of cool. Like, the vein thing was freaky, man. The vein thing was actually... As cool as the head explosion is, and, like, it the is. special effects on that. They were, were really very good. good. The, the veins like growing and then like climbing up the face. Like that was mm-hmm. impressive. And I liked um, um, like whatever Revic was doing to our hero Vale, like Vale's face started bubbling and bleeding and all this crazy stuff was happening to it. It, they, it looked, they did a good, I mean, that was really well done. I was impressed mm-hmm. by that. And it leads to, you know, Vale's charred body falls on the ground and Revic scurries away. Now, we didn't really mention Kim Oberst because I guess what I had to read this to figure this out. It was not really too, maybe it was kind of obvious in the movie, but it was kind of in the boring parts. <laughs> the, there was a, a group of good guy scanners that Kim was leading the two battle Revic or to oppose Revic. So that makes, that makes a lot more sense. So she gets in the room. She realizes that Revic wins that one, and uh, goes over to him as he's like cowering in the corner. And he looks up and here's your spoiler. Omar, did you want to, is this the part you wanted to talk about? I have the quote. Oh, with the last, with the voice and the, the... yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> so Vale is basically just a charred whatever body. And Kim goes up to him and then she goes up to Revik and he opens his eyes and it's not his eyes, it's Vale's eyes. And then he's, what does he say, Greg? He says, it's me, Kim. It's Cameron. I'm here. We've won. We've won. That was my dramatic reading. Um, I will accept my Academy Award uh, via mail because I'm <laughs> not going to go to California and, right and now. And when he says via mail, he sa- what he's saying is, is he wants a mail to drop yeah, it uh, off. Yeah, like a dude. Boiled up. Like abs, preferably wearing a bow tie. No, I want him actually just wearing nothing but gold paint, like he's the award. (laughs) Exactly. On my doorstep. Now, I'm an actor, sir. Uh, yeah. So it's me. I want all of my brown M and (laughs) M's. Yes. In my trailer by three fifteen. Blue. Uh, it's me, Kim. It's Cameron. I'm here. We've won. We've won. And then it cuts right to credits, and I was like, oh, wow. Like, they didn't really wait on that surprise at all. Like, you kind of forget. Like, I think when there's twists in movies, that makes people like the movie more, like the rest of it. But, like, this was so underplayed. It was a little weird. And it... I don't know what it was or or what I'm thinking of, but the, it really made me feel like I had seen... 
this particular scene before in like other movies, like with the, there was just something really familiar about the scene. And it wasn't that I had seen this movie. I know that I hadn't seen this movie. So I hadn't seen this scene before, but there was something familiar about the scene where he turns around and, you know, you've got the look on his blue eyes or whatever. And, you know, the, the altered voice that he's delivering it in, you know, the, the me, it's me. And the only thing that I can think of that comes to mind is one of the episodes of the greatest American hero. Did you ever watch that TV show? I did not. There was, there was an episode where, uh, Bill, the, the FBI agent was taken over by a ghost. And one of the ways that they signified that was by the ice blue eyes and his voice changed and they made it sound more like a female because it was a female ghost. And it, maybe it's that scene that I'm thinking of, but there was just something really familiar about that, about that twist scene. I was like, Oh, it's okay. What, uh, white dudes with man perms. Freaking <laughs> out. I never, that's why, that's why I never liked Gene Wilder either. Uh-huh. Or, or, and uh, yeah, like, I don't know why just a thing we're going to get, boycotted by dudes with man perms <laughs> and gene wilder fans yeah uh so that's it that is the information about uh you know this this here movie but we of course have some more stuff which i gotta find how do i put all that uh the, the history I like I like the history aspect the of this. Like, yeah, yeah, we can do the. We I've got the box office as well. Uh, so Scanners, it was released in the United States as we said on January fourteenth, nineteen eighty one. It made two million seven hundred fifty eight thousand one hundred forty seven dollars an opening weekend, and a total of fourteen million two hundred twenty five thousand uh, dollars overall. Uh, and there's also a book that really was released, and it did fairly well. Uh, it did. Uh, uh, it did pretty well. I didn't find the budget per se, but it definitely mm-hmm. made its money back. And it's de- and especially since then. Um, I was going to say was the eighties was the time when it was, when it was considered successful, if it made like over a million dollars or something, uh, probably in the seven. And if you look up scanners budget, it actually shows you a bunch of like scanners, like at office depot. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. I found uh, for nice. budget, I found 3.5 million. Yep, there it is. Okay, so three point five. Yeah, so it definitely made its, definitely its amount. Made its money and, back. Yeah, it was successful. That's U.S. That's US dollars, um, not Canadian rubles. So, not Canadian <laughs> rupees, <laughs> or whatever they call them. There. They they call them uh, maple <laughs> leaves. I don't know. I think that's just you get paid in syrup, isn't that? <laughs> they, pay, they call them it fever dung. I believe is what. <laughs> by the way we're, we're angering yeah. everyone we would like to apologize to all of our Canadian fans <laughs> I love Canada I really do Canada's I want to awesome. go to Banff so bad we we look forward to your strongly yeah. worded letters I can't wait till they let me back in <laughs> we apologize for being so easy to make fun of <laughs> what? <laughs> I think they're mad <laughs> we're sorry so what happened? In history, Greg. Ah, uh, well, we were attacked by Canada. 
We personally <laughs> were going to be attacked by Canada. Uh, okay. So the FCC won't let me be. I don't know. Sorry. That's Eminem. Uh, uh, Federal Communications Commission frees stations to air as many commercials an hour as they wish because it used to be rule of content versus commercials. So they opened that up. Uh, if you are a middle-aged woman in 1981, your panties were in a bunch because Dynasty premiered. Mm. Okay. Uh, if you lived in Chester, Massachusetts, you were cold as shit because it was negative 35 degrees in Chester, Massachusetts. Still a record. Mm. Uh, music fans, you're probably pissed off that Wendy o. Williams, the uh, the punk yeah. goddess, was, it, was she considered she punk? She was punk. Yeah, uh, she was known for blowing for smashing TVs on stage, but she got arrested in Milwaukee for onstage obscenity. Uh, but of course, so this so this wasn't the talk show host. She wasn't arrested for burp farting on TV, right? I think the talk show <laughs> would, host was like two that. at that time. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the big news, of course, is that uh, the same week that this came out, Reagan was inaugurated, and the U.S. and Iran. Uh, I mean, technically, it was the 20th, and this movie came out on the 15th, but, you know, close enough. Uh, Iran and U.S. signed the agreement to release 52 hostages, and uh, they were released after being you know, held up in Iran for 444 days. Uh, what a coincidence. They signed that right on the day that Reagan was inaugurated. Who knew? And, oh, and also Bernie Getz was mugged for the first time. Bernie Getz, who I only know from We Didn't Start the Fire, but, mm -hmm. but uh, he was mugged for the first time before he became a nerdy Jewish uh, punisher basically killing random people in New York for, for wronging him. Uh, so that is that uh, movie charts. Uh, this is, it's so weird getting movie charts from the early eighties and seventies. Cause there weren't really big they movie didn't charts. Really keep, they didn't keep good records. It yeah. looks like. So nine to or five, they didn't translate. Yeah. Nine to five uh, was out. Caligula and Messalina fear, no evil blood beach. Uh, the bunker starring Anthony Hopkins as Hitler which I was very disconcerting because he still looks like Anthony Hopkins and looks like <laughs> Hitler in the, in the, on the cover of the movie box, a uh, movie called scream, not the, the ghost mask one, of course. Uh, but the, the two, the two that I thought was kind of funny was Pippin came out and also night of the zombies. <laughs> and, and actually the only one that I know on the list is the one that you didn't mention. What? Oh, uh, uh, incredible shrinking woman. Yeah, with Lily Tomlin. Oh yeah. I actually know that movie. I've seen that movie. I can I can tell you a tawdry tale from my past involving shrinking women. Uh, when I first when I'm I first afraid to ask. <laughs> when I was in college to become a graphic designer, I had I was self marketing and a woman contacted me and she had a fetish where she wanted to be made to look small. Interesting. Like, so she wanted, like, I had put a thing out that I could do Photoshop, and she contacted me, and she wanted to make herself look small and to be put in various sexual things where she was tiny and clutching onto appendages and or put in her boyfriend and or husband's pocket and things like that, and that was her thing. I was going to ask So that's actually why how I... How it was that she... Con how... It, why she contacted you, and then you... Because I just yes. put a – it was actually on America Online. I had put up a thing that I was – on my America Online profile, I said that I was a graphic designer and knew Photoshop okay. and all this stuff because I needed to pay my – I was paying my way through school. 
because it was I had already been to college and this woman got in touch with me and it was like, that's a thing. She's like, I'm really into being small. I, w I want to be inserted into things. Okay. Okay. So I photoshopped her. I photoshopped her. Was she, her was she happy with your work? I don't remember. I think. That's a no. I think so. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of weird. Like after you like finally do it. Like I, it was weird that there was no real nudity. There was a lot of like putting her in pockets and things. It was very strange. That's very unique. I felt violated. <laughs> and you have anyway, violated our ears with that story. That's why I skipped the incredible shrinking woman because I had a little bit of a cringe. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> that's why I went over it. To be honest, uh, okay. Music. Uh, let's talk about music. There's a lot of Blondie, but uh, Kisses on my list by Hall Notes. Rapture by Blondie. Uh, the Morning Train version of 9 to 5 by Sheena Easton. Uh, just the Two of Us, Grover Washington and Bill Withers, and Woman just by John Lennon. Good stuff on there. Yeah. We can Including make it if we a cameo by Fab Five Freddy in a Blondie song. You and yeah. I. One of the, the first mainstream rap yeah. songs in yeah. a way. That's a good one. So that's that. And I believe that leads us to the namesake of the show. This is the Give Me Five podcast. We do a list. We do. What's the uh, list this week? Uh, well, it's this one, I mean, it just right into my brain just uh -oh. blew up when I figured out what movie we were doing. See what I did there? Uh, the best head explosions in film and TV. Now, I'm going to, I think I'll, we'll change this up a little bit. I'm going to start off with mm. one of our uh, guest people. And I'm One getting to it. People. Yeah, I'm getting to it right now. We're going to start off with Matt, a.k.a. Jubals, in the chat room, our patron-only chat room. Feel free to check out patreon.com slash giveme5podcast to figure out how to be part of that. It's fun. He is his top five head explosion. He also said his voice is a little wonky right now. So may your voice not be wonky. Number five. Bartleby from Dogma. Oh, that's Good great. one. Hmm. That's, that's a, a great, great one. And I, I, I put that one on, on mine as well. We'll, we'll get to that. Uh, Elvira in Deadly Friend. Elvira is uh, oh, who's that actress? Rob, the old lady that was in Goonies. Oh, the girl mama from the train lady. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, what was her name? I'll I'll, I'll get it to you. Go ahead. Uh, either way, her head getting exploded by a basketball. Uh, all of the Nazis in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Big fan of Nazis getting their heads exploded. He's not wrong. Uh, Marvin getting shot in the face in Pulp Fiction. And all of the aliens in Mars Attacks. Also a good one. Anne Ramsey. Anne Ramsey. Very nice woman. Always played someone bad. Good work there. We also... Got an email. This is from our patron of unusual size, Alec. All right. Give me five podcasts. It's Alec with the top five head explosions. I'll be honest and admit that I've actually never seen Scanners. So I know about the famous scene, but I have never actually seen the whole movie. So I'm not going to include that in my list. Uh, number five, Pulp Fiction. I don't know if that 100% counts as a head explosion, but uh, that scene with uh, Marvin in the car, uh, I think, qualifies. 
Uh, number four, Look Who's Talking, a kind of a funny choice, but there's a scene in the movie where uh, the main character imagines the, somebody's head exploding. Uh, number three, Total Recall. I think that seems pretty iconic. Number two is Glory. It's probably one of the first war movies I remember seeing, and early in the battle, uh, somebody's head explodes. And then number one is my favorite head explosion of all time, Big Trouble in Little China, uh, towards the end of the movie. If you've seen the movie, obviously you guys have seen it. You've done it before on the on the show, so you know what scene I'm talking about. All right, hope you like it. Thanks. Bye. Yes, he's talking about the scene where Thunder explodes. Love that movie. Love, Love that, that movie. movie so much. These guys, both of them, they had fantastic lists. Actually, better than mine. I'm jealous. I'm going to tell you a story, and I don't want to hear the words "act of God." Okay. <laughs> We gotta watch that again. Oh. Okay, so that was our guest lists. Uh, who else has? Well, we all have lists. So, who wants to go next? Mine's not that good. I'll go real quick and just get it out of the way because it's painful. Because the other two lists were amazing. But Final Destination Three in the weight room, the dude's like working out, and the weights kind of come down and collapse and like smash him right in the head. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh. Final Destination has some, good, some good deaths. Movie's kind of weird. Yeah, I kind of stopped watching after the 16th or 18th one. Um, uh, <laughs> you, I mean, you still can't think about anything else when you're behind a logging absolutely. truck. After, or after when that I see movie. a tanning bed. Like it, it, uh, yeah, right? Yeah. How often do you see a tanning bed? I, I, never. But like you, hands, I, you handsome, glowing man. You. Maybe like on TV or something, but which, you know, but that's all, the yeah, only thing yeah. I ever think about is that scene. Um, there was an exploding head in, yep. in Planet Terror. Remember that double feature with uh, yep. Tarantino and, and Rodriguez, right? Yeah, Planet Terror like. was the only good one in that double feature because that other one was garbage. Yeah, Tarantino's movie Death Proof was yeah, terrible. With the, speaking of Big Trouble in Little China, right? Um, mm-hmm. With right? Um, Saw 3, which was the last of the Saw movies that I watched. There's another exploding head scene in there. Another movie that I have forgotten about for a while. And it was actually really, really good movie. The Frighteners. There's an exploding head scene Mm -hmm. in that. And Mm -hmm. that was a phenomenal, like it, that, that movie was one of those things where like, I wasn't even planning on seeing it. And I was blown, like so surprised at how good it was. And then I picked for my uh, number one, you know, Pulp Fiction for a lot of reasons, but I I don't know if it's really an exploding head, but uh, I think Frighteners came out right around the time of Sixth Sense and Stir of Echoes and a lot of these other like ghost movies, and it really got overshadowed. That makes sense. And Michael J. Fox. It was Michael J. Fox, and it was uh, 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 the director of Back to the Future. Yeah, Zemeckis. It was yes. like them yep. working together yep. again. It was a great yeah, movie. For the first time in a it was while. An excellent movie. Yeah. Yeah, I've forgotten about that scene, although I did watch it while we were doing stuff. Uh I'm going to go with one. I do have an honorable mention in this one, and the honor it's a it is an honorable mention because it's not a person having their head explode. But that are the that is the fembots in oh, Austin Powers right. when Austin Powers gets gets sexy and all of their heads explode. Yeah, yeah, uh, baby. Do I make you horny? <laughs> yes. Oh wait, I thought you were. Yeah, asking. do I? <laughs> oh, you were cool. Yeah. Uh, my number five is is the blonde chick from Chopping Mall. By the way, there are quite... <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to remember that one. 
Yep. And that is part of a bunch of movies that we've watched. Night of the Creeps had a head explosion, mm-hmm. uh, which we've watched recently. Deadly Fiend had a had a head explosion Deadly and Friend. Chopping Mall. Deadly yeah, I wrote Fiend actually cuz I typed it on my phone. But Deadly Friend had it and uh uh Chopping Mall. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. I'm apparently got my Anchorman moment. Uh Bartleby from Dogma and mm-hmm. I watched that scene again and it was great. Alana's more set was really good in that. She was so freaking adorable. She and she gets so pissed off when like the blood splatters on her. <sighs> a more recent head explosion, the boys. All of the violent head explosions in the in, was it in Congress or courtroom? When everyone's heads start exploding, it was just they're so violent and quick that it had to be in yeah. number three. Uh, midnight movie, Rob. We randomly went uh, around, you know, not on Halloween, but around Halloween, and there was a very famous head explosion. Tom Savini. Blowing up, uh, it was t- actually just t- I think it was Tom Savini's head, but uh, in Maniac in the car, mm-hmm. the shotgun through the front yep. window. And number one, the big one, fam- famous, and from the movie we watched this week, Scanners. Nice, well excellent list. Um, so I guess that means it's my turn. At number five, I I went with Greg as well, and I've got uh, Chopping Mall. The the first kill as the robots are released into the mall, the girl's head just like pops off. <laughs> At number four, actually, I've got scanners. Mm. So I've got scanners at number four. At number three, I've got a big holy shit moment from an entire series of holy shit moments. And that's Prince Oberon's head explosion as the mountain crushes it during the battle in... Uh, Game of Thrones. At number two, I've got Deadly Friend because that is without question one of the funniest head explosions (laughs) I've ever seen. Exploding that lady's head with a basketball was absolutely hilarious. But my number one, and Greg, I'm going to need you to find an audio clip file of, of of this portion but my number one is number one because of the entire sequence that was set to the music of pomp and circumstance and that's the final sequence of the kingsman movie Uh where they activate all the chips and then all of the heads explode to the tune of pomp and circumstance and the the audio clip I want you to find is Merlin going, fucking spectacular! <laughs> oh my god, that is fucking spectacular! So that's my number one. There's a lot of good head explosions, and as we close out the whole episode here, uh, thank you to our patrons. We already mentioned Patreon, so we're not going to make you sit through another ad. But uh, I'm just going to say a little bit. Next week, one of the movies we're going to talk about had another head explosion. It, well, both of them did. Yeah, true. True. There was one in each movie. Or there was at least one in each movie. I think yeah. there was two in the second one, wasn't there? So next week, we will we will be talking a little bit about Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat! He can't. You can't say Mortal. Next week's gonna suck because you can't say that without Rob doing that. Yeah. So, how can people reach us, Rob? To yell at you for screaming Mortal Kombat in their ears? <laughs> well, 
As always, you can go directly to our website, GiveMe5Podcast.com. You can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me 5 Podcast. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at GiveMe5Pod. You can email us directly, GiveMe5Podcast at gmail.com. And please, guys, leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you're using. It helps others find us. It helps us move up to the top of the list. We appreciate your support. And if you really want to support us, you can go to the GiveMe5Podcast.threadless.com shop and pick up all of your Give Me 5 branded merchandise. Give Me 5. Give Me 5 is creating new scanners. Every time. I'm gonna, I, oh. yeah. What? It just switched to, switched to Rocket by Def Leppard for some reason. Could have been worse. <laughs> <laughs>